Hello, this is your self-help podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive. With insights for personal branding, personal development, publishing, and interviews with young entrepreneurs. Now here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Hey, now if you're hungry and ready for change, this is the podcast to listen to. Now let's get started today. Hello, in this particular podcast episode is a special edition, an interview I had with Chris Bell of the Writers' Rebellion podcast. He interviewed me on a subject to do with personal branding and publishing. Listen as I share insight on a subject to do with personal branding and publishing. And share your thoughts after this. Doom, 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 Welcome to the Writer's Rebellion Podcast. Our mission is to fuel the fires of the self-publishing revolution and to bring you actionable and inspiring content to help you polish your writing, reach the audience you deserve, and build a platform of raving fans. Each week, we sit down with a successful self-published author to learn about their approaches to writing, marketing, and building a profitable writing career. This is Writer's Rebellion, Episode 3. I'm your host, Chris Bell, from IndieAuthorHelpDesk.com. On this week's show, I sit down with author, speaker, and podcaster Bernard Kelvin Clive. Bernard is the Chief Encouragement Officer at BKC Consulting, and after today's show, you will definitely agree with that title. Bernard is an Amazon best-selling author and has published 14 books. He has offered consulting services to hundreds of authors and poets, both in his native country of Ghana and worldwide. Bernard hosts Ghana's number one ranked self-help podcast and is Ghana's top authority on digital publishing and personal branding. Hi, Bernard. How are you today? Hi, Chris. I'm good as gold here. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show today. It's a pleasure, I treasure. Awesome. Uh, well, I've given the listeners the back cover version of your biography, but uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what inspired you to start on the journey of self-publishing. All right. Thank you, Chris. Uh, the name is Bernard Kelvin Clive, and I'm inspired by a lot of things and a lot of people, and my goal or vision or purpose is to really inspire others to live their God-given dreams using little means or simple forms in every way I can in the little things I can do. So in, in so doing, I'm inspiring others and also inspiring myself to be the best version of myself I can ever be. And it's all summed up in the words inspiring and empowering soul. Those are the things I pursue. Excellent. Excellent. Do you have a quote that inspires you in your craft? I actually love quotes. I use quotes every now and then, and a lot of quotes really inspire me. One of them by Zig Ziglar and also amplified by Les Brown. He says, you don't have to be great to get started. You must get started to be great. Sure. Absolutely. I love that quote. Uh, I think that is such an inspiration for people who maybe want to write a book or start a podcast or start speaking but don't necessarily believe that they have what it takes. 
Um, you know, I started this podcast a few weeks ago, and uh, I feel like I'm still very much learning the trade of podcasting. And, you know, it, it took me a little while to kind of build up the courage to actually get started on the podcast, I think, because I was struggling with that same kind of thing. But uh, as I've started doing it, I've learned more and um, really been enjoying it. So I think that's uh, very inspirational for a lot of authors. We as authors know that writing can be so rewarding, but it's not all easy. Can you tell us about a time where you failed or where you fell short of your goals? How, okay, that's a great question. Basically, with the quote I gave you, that's one of the ways I really live my life and my writing style because I believe it's a process and a journey that until you begin, you will never get finished or no, 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 how much you have within yourself. So my goal has been all these years, as I said, is to always put out something to inspire somebody, no matter how little or small. And my greatest challenge in all these processes has been to trying to be confined by certain voices or certain people that your writing style should be like so-so-and-so. Or you should write so so and so, and those have been the various challenges I find myself in, especially for my very first book in 2010. And that some some people who had reviewed the book then said that oh I should go in this form on this particular path. But I stuck to my 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 purpose, my goals. This is how I write, and this is how I want to communicate. So to them, I might be a filler because I was not writing as lengthy as they wanted. Or ask some other famous or authors they know, but in my own way or in my own voice. And that is very challenging for every beginning author or startup writer that you might be forced to confine yourself to the style or method of certain people. But when you stick to your own style and fine tune it along the way, you then excel at it. Awesome. I think that is such wonderful advice for authors, especially those just starting out who have maybe read some ebooks or some self-published books and think that there's maybe one specific way to go about it. But I would like to echo what you said, and really I think it's important for authors to find their own voice, find their own personal calling and their own style. Um, you know, the world is full of infinite possibilities and you should definitely follow your own course. Exactly, that's the point. And for self-help books and books in the area of writing and speaking, there have been a tons of books, but the basic thing that has been to, like if you to name so many books, we have Think and Grow Rich and those are the famous all-time classic books. But the most important thing is, is concerning books and resources I tell every individual, as much as I'm an author and a speaker, is find what works for you and use it. It might be the standard for everyone, but it might not work for you. But the principle is to find what works best for you and maximize it. So it might not be a book, it might not be audio, it might not be tape. It could, be, could even be a simple quote or text you find somewhere that you apply, that you can use. Then you make the most of it. So as you write and as you're speaking... Find your own means as you learn or glean from other experts in the field. Find what is going to work for you and then maximize that. 
Sure. Uh, so you're an authority on personal branding. Can you talk a little bit more about what this means and how authors can benefit from examining their own personal brand? Basically, in, in terms of personal branding, I put it as the way you market yourself distinctively, how you market yourself distinctively. But in, in delving deeper into the definition that I use to really teach people in their branding class and for authors and speakers, is I define personal branding as the combination of one's skills and talents to produce value for people that create an impression, a perception, and a reputation in the mind of others. So it's the combination of one's skills and talents that produce value for pe- people that creates an impression, a perception, an impression in the minds of others. It sounds a little bit lengthy, but there are key words in here to do with a complete personal brand. What I, I look at is this, that everyone is talented in one area or the other. And that is the basic foundation. You find out your talents, your giftings. Then you don't end there. You, you sharpen your giftings and talents with skill. So key phrase for everyone is skills are learnable. You can learn how to write well. You can learn how to speak well. You can learn how to present yourself. But if you don't build on the foundation of your talents, of your giftings, you'll be messing it. You'll be only be painting the outward and just presenting yourself in the images and likeness of people. But when you find your core strength, your talent, then you begin to sharpen and skillfully work at it. Then you're polishing and you're honing your craft. Then, as I said in the definition, is producing value. If your brand doesn't produce value for people, then you are missing a true authentic brand. So that you must, as an author or speaker, that whatever you are bringing out to your birthing, are they producing value for people? If they are, then one, it's going to create an impression. Okay, I know Chris for, to do good editing and professional editing. It's creating an impression because you're offering value to people. So that is one. And it begins to create a perception. How do people perceive you in the way they read your content, in the way you present your content? Then that if you keep on doing this, this will be your reputation. I know so-and-so for this. I know Chris for expert professional this. I know Bennett for this. I know Scott for this. So it, be, it, it develops your brand. Then you begin to niche yourself in a specific field. I always say that in this age, as authors and speakers, there are a lot of authors Almost everyone can do everything, but what would distinguish you from the other speaker, from the other author, from the other books, is the way you present your unique, authentic voice in the style of your writing, the style of your speaking. Awesome. I love that. I think that you just shared with the listeners so much inspiring and actionable content, you know, and I think it really is something that every author should do is look at where their talents lie, look at where their gifts are, and then look at how they can really capitalize on those, build skills in whether it's writing or presenting or podcasting to build those skills and use that to bring their unique sound, their unique style to the world. Uh, so, Bernard, you currently have 14 books published. Um, can you give us a quick look at uh, maybe the first book that you wrote? And also tell us, uh, what was the hardest book to write? <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Uh, my very first book that was really published in 2010 is Your Dreams Will Not Die. 
is a personal development inspirational book to urge everyone to pursue his or her God-given dreams. That was the book. And that launched me to all these because I had a dream and I was inspiring others to also pursue their dreams. So it's one of the very book that really love or most people like because it's it edges them on even just the title alone your dreams will know that it's an affirmation and as, as an encouragement to everyone out there that your dreams you know that whatever dreams you have you can make it happen and other books on to do with writing and publishing and concerning the, the most challenging book uh i've written i would say it's it's, it's the book to do with uh the personal branding book because for all these Five years, I was trying to position myself as a brand online and offline too. So I was using some of the things I've learned through other eyes and also experiment through my writing and speaking career, then get the content out there to make it as simple as possible, nothing complicated so that people can then learn in little chunks through that book. So that has been it. So little, little, little chunks of information on, on like simplifying the branding process for everyone to understand in little words and also can apply and position themselves too. Great. Excellent. And I think um, that's one of the things that we are starting to really see as a powerful force in the ebook world is that people don't have to write these big 300-page books full of theory and philosophy on how to make changes in your life. And in fact, a lot of people read particularly particularly the ebook format because they want something that's digestible, something that they can take and start implementing right away. So I think it's great to recognize that there is a market for that, that there is a market for people looking for easy, actionable advice that's not difficult to implement in their life that they can start seeing results from right away. Yeah, that, that's that's true. Especially in this age that there are lots of people are very busy on the things they want to do. So it needs something they can really read and apply and make use of it right away too. Sure, absolutely. So this episode won't air for a few weeks, but by the time it does, you'll have a, another book being launched uh, right around that time. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about that book? All right, Chris. Uh, thank you. That is one of the latest books I've re- uh, re- going to be launched in, in some few weeks to come. We're looking at, I, I repurpose the title as Why Every Entrepreneur Must Write a Book. That is the ultimate guide to writing publishing. So we focus on the reasons why everyone needs to write a book. That's what the book is about, why every entrepreneur must write a book. And I'm glad to say that um, your company offered to do their professional editing for me. So thank you for that, Chris. Sure, you're <laughs> welcome. Now, so a, a little bit about that book. I, 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 I learned especially for from about four or five years now is that through my content that a book is one one valuable asset that every author or entrepreneur needs to really have to help you leverage your branded business. And so the book explains the basic things of why you really need one and what you need to go about. So for writers, sports speakers, CEOs, entrepreneurs, going to teach you how to write and how to get your content in the, in the essence of having a book. So maybe if you permit, I can go through some few, some of the few points quickly. Yeah, please do. Okay, I think before I delve in, I, had, I have seven reasons why you should write a book, um, one of the chapters, and I give answers to seven questions you need to ask yourself before you write a book. 
and also offer you seven ways to write a book. So one, seven main reasons why you must write a book, seven questions to ask yourself before you start writing, and seven ways everyone can write a book. And I can go through the other chapters, anyone that, that that's listening, I really encourage them to to know. Maybe I can quickly mention some of the 21. I have 31 reasons why you quickly need to write a book. I can mention, go to about mention some few things for us. One, um, as a writer, your your book as an entrepreneur, your book serves as your business card. It gives you a lot of leads. It gives you a lot of opinion. And your book was as one way you can leave a legacy. Is a way you can also preserve history of your culture, of your tribe, of a certain tradition, of certain recipes you want to share. And it's, it's also establishes you as an expert. That when you write a book, you have, you'll be, you'll be seen as an expert. It opens a lot of doors for you to have TV interviews and to also open other third avenues of all streams of income. Either via your book or workshops, seminars and other things you can do through your book. So a book opens so many ways for everyone who goes out there to publish a book. And there are also seven ways you can also monetize your book in other ways without even selling your book by looking at courses you can offer, teaching experiences that you can do, video video tutorials online and offline, and also other things you can do just using your book. So a book is a valuable asset for everyone, every entrepreneur. If you want to preserve history, you want to pass something valuable across the globe, you can use your book too. And basically, ways to do, you can start by journaling easily, you can buy using blogging, you can just by recording your content daily, you can look for a co-author, you can also get a book published by just getting a ghostwriter to also help you leverage your content out there. So there are a lot of ways you can do and publish your content with your book. Great, absolutely. And I like that you bring up the idea of entrepreneurs writing books as well. I think that it's something that definitely can be valuable for anyone who's building a brand is to launch a book exactly. relating so to the brand. Um, you know, like you were talking about earlier, it's really about what perception am I building? What, um, I guess, what reputation am I putting out to the world? And a book is definitely a great way to put forward a professional presentation. Like you said, it's a business card, but it's also proof of your business. It's proof that you're an expert in your field. So I really like that. I think that um, that's something that more entrepreneurs should should recognize. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. Authors, you need a website. A website is your number one tool for marketing your work. It gives you a place of your own online to build your platform and engage with your fans. It allows you to build an email list so your fans can stay up to date on your new releases. I use HostGator for my web hosting, and here's why. With HostGator, you get hosting for unlimited domain names, unlimited storage space, unlimited bandwidth, and responsive live chat support, all for less than $10 a month. Use the coupon code IndieAuthorHD at checkout to receive $9.94 off your order. That's I-N-D-I-E, Author H-D. And now, back to my interview with Bernard Kelvin Clive. You're also a podcaster. Can you tell us a little bit about your show? Wait, uh, Chris, uh, I've been podcasting. Let me let you know, I've been podcasting for four years now. 
I started in actually in 2011 when I started podcasting. So I'm in my fourth year, and it's been great. Like I start, I started from the beginning. Just started basically with something to do with motivation and motivating, inspiring people with little tiny bits. But currently, I've developed the podcast and and in a way that I focus on personal branding, personal development, and publishing. These are three main areas. And in, in all this, personal branding stands out. So in whatever case, we still tackle on the service to do branding for speakers, for authors, and the personal development process. So I interview experts in various aspects to do with personal development, personal branding, and interaction. And occasionally, too, I educate on do a solo podcast where I share tips on branding and writing to people. So that's what my podcast is focused on, is the personal branding podcast. That's what I do and run effectively. And I might say it's, it's the leading podcast in Ghana now, the number one self-help podcast or to do with personal branding, publishing, and personal development. Wonderful. Congratulations. Um so it sounds like what you are talking about on your podcast is the same thing that you are also writing in your books and speaking about. Can you tell us how that relates to what you're writing? Do you Does it help you to find or clarify ideas that end up becoming part of your books? Exactly. Uh, Chris, you hit Neil right, right there. It's, you know, it's helped me to niche myself as an expert, as a personal branding expert and a self-publishing coach so that all the things I, I do are really knitted together on personal branding, personal development, and also on publishing. So all these are even content that I can spread across. As much as I educate people on in these areas, it also serves as content for my blog, content for my own books, and also help me to also focus and shape my ideas as I keep on doing the podcast, building my audience base so that the audience are used to these three thematic areas on personal development, on personal branding and publishing. So my books are also centered around this same thing. So then I want to need an expert, you know, I just, Bernard is a go-to person in this area. Nothing mixed up. You know that he is an authority in this area and he, he also interacts and have a network of experts still in the same area. So a podcast really gives one a really true, authentic voice and where you can also build your leverage and build your platform as a speaker, as a writer. Excellent. Very good. Um, so tell us a little bit about your writing process. It seems like most writers have a ritual for writing. Some need silence or music or the chatter of a cafe behind them to feel comfortable. Do you have any writing rituals? What is your ideal writing environment look like? <laughs> um, I, I, my writing ritual or process is a well. It's, it's my interest. You're surprised you to know that I write anywhere, anyhow, any moment. <laughs> that I'm not confined by environment. I'm not confined about music, culture. Do with certain times, especially at dawn hours, you can write more deeply and think deeper. But anywhere I get inspiration on my iPhone, on my phone, on my PC, I pour the content down. So if I'm talking of Chris now and I get an idea, I pick my, my notes and I know things down. I don't wait for any specific environment or team or a cafe or group of people to inspire me. Once the idea is there and I get inspired or even without inspiration, I know things down. I write anyway, anyhow. It's only when I'm polishing that I sit down and get a little bit quiet place. But outside that, I write on the go. Great. 
Um, so it kind of sounds to me like you don't necessarily believe in writer's block then. Would that be a true statement? Very true. Very true. I don't really believe in writer's block because as much as there's something, maybe you could, you could, you could get stuck in a certain idea and just flew in some other areas. But if you want to write, you can just write on anything. You can just write something. So I don't confine myself with certain things to give me a block. If I want to flow, I flow. If there's no flow, I find something to give me a flow. So whether you are inspired or not, I still write. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's very valuable advice to give to authors that they can put down what they're writing and pick up something else and work on that for a little bit to get the inspiration or the creativity flowing. You know, I think at least personally, I know that when I've been sitting down trying to write on one project for too long, I can get to this point where I just feel like I hit a wall and I maybe don't want to stop writing, but I don't necessarily feel like I can continue writing on the project that I'm working on, so it can be helpful to change gears and go, say, work on a novel for a few minutes um, and then come back to the other project with fresh eyes. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. Awesome. That's true. So how do you decide what to write next? Is that an organic process for you, or do you do any sort of genre or niche research to inform your direction? Depending on the theme, if it's uh, to do with motivation, I don't really decide because it just flows, or I just pick things that I can write, use as a motivation for people. So if, if my book is to do with the motivation, there's no specific flow or specific thing. I just pick examples from real life and then write around that. If it's to do with the writing process, too, because I interact and read other materials, too, I also know, okay, these might be the needs of the people or my audience, and I write in that. So that also informs me. If it's to do with the branding process, because things keep on evolving and developing, you get new ideas and also adapt to it and also uh, write to the specific content. And because I've also defined my niche and defined my area, I make sure that I provide materials that, that are relevant in those areas. And that, that, that is, I work more on the, my area of strength than my weaknesses. So that if I can really write and educate people in simple forms to do with brands and businesses, I go in that area and find, okay, this is what they need. Maybe the next need might be they need something to do with real typical building relationships and networking. So I start writing on that in bits, in chunks, and bits, in bits, in bits and pieces till I eventually develop the entire content. So that's how I write. In, in, in my writing process or what will inform my next book or my next thing to do. Great. And I really want to call attention to one part of what you just said specifically is thinking about what your readers, what your customers want and what they need. I think that that's something that a lot of authors maybe don't think about until it's too late is they get an idea in their head for a book and they start writing and they're writing and they're writing and they get to the end of the book and then they think, huh, I wonder, well, I hope, I hope, uh, this is what people are looking for instead of, (laughs) (laughs) instead of approaching it the other way around. And I think it's definitely something that we should keep in mind throughout the writing process is again, what, what is that value that I'm bringing to the reader? Why, why are they going to pick up my book and, read the first page and then read the second page and the third page and and why are they going to finish this book what value what uh 
what needs am I fulfilling for them? So I think that's definitely great advice. Yeah, that 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 is very true. Yeah, absolutely. Can you share one online resource or tool with the Rebel Faction that you find valuable? If it's to do with their specific tool, if not, I'll put a social networking site is very vulnerable to every author. And you also need to find which of them works best for you. That if it's Facebook, as it's Twitter, as it's LinkedIn, as Google Plus, you find where you can really find your audience. And especially crazy, the two of us are in Pat Fling's group. And we know it's a very resourceful group. So if that's where you find most content engaging, then you use that. But aside that, if you look at any other tools or resources, I like Evernote because I can sync my content anywhere, anyhow, across all the devices to use uh, Evernote to get my things across. Another easy access to Skype is very important, and Google Plus, Google Hangouts, so they can connect with friends and friends across the world. Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, we're talking right now on Skype, and uh, I've used Google Hangouts before as well, and I think the power of those is simply amazing to bring people together. I mean, here we are on different sides of the world, and we're talking as if we were just right in the same room, and sometimes I just sit back and let that thought uh, blow my mind for a minute, you know? Um, but definitely I agree about Evernote, a uh, very good resource for collecting inspiration, for collecting ideas and research, um, you know, and also you're not the first visitor on the show to mention um, Pat Flynn's ebook group on Facebook. I had uh, Michael Stowicki on a couple weeks ago, and he also mentioned uh, what a powerful group that is. And I, again, I would love to reiterate that is, you know, if you're looking for a community of like-minded authors online that can help you and guide you and give you advice and feedback, uh, it's definitely worth looking into. That is so true. Well, Bernard, um, successful authors know that once they've finished writing a book, the work is really only half done. Uh, a lot of authors know exactly what message they want to share with the world, but they aren't sure how to get that message out there. Can you share some insight with our listeners on a marketing technique that you've found to be particularly effective? Okay, uh, to start generally, one of the things I would, I would say concerning writing and marketing is uh, writing is just nine, is 10%. Marketing, or, marketing and publicity is 90% of the whole work. So writing even a great content is just 10%. Is how to market it. So what you need to do is the first day you conceive the idea of writing a book, that's the day you need to start marketing it. The very first day you conceive the idea of writing and we are doing the writing process, you find ways to start marketing. How will audience perceive or accept this content? You try surveys, you try social media, you try the niche you're writing for and start engaging them right from the beginning of your content. In that way, you can help use, use word of mouth to spread your content because paid ads will not reach you very far. But if you have built a good platform, so one for every author, you need a platform to leverage your content to help you market. Without a platform, selling your book will be very difficult. So you need a platform and you need a very great book with very great content with a focus on your readers, 
focus on your on, on your audience that how can this offer value so your platform with good content can help them leverage on that with word of mouth social media to get the word across and and chris if you know that currently if you're doing kdp on amazon even even the free promotion becomes even very more difficult to get people to download your content so the key thing is get good get a, a platform in whatever way, whether through a podcast, through a newsletter subscription, through your landing page, and build an audience that can help spread your content to your book while it's out. Without this, selling online will be very, very difficult for any author, especially startup authors or writers. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree uh, with everything you said there. I agree that too many authors approach the process in the wrong order and they don't start marketing until they've completed their book. And at that time, they've lost out on so many potential readers, such a huge potential audience, just because they weren't taking a little bit of time to spread the word and build a buzz while they were writing the book. Uh, And I also agree about a platform. I believe that you know, as an author, your platform is your greatest asset. If you don't have a platform, if you're simply renting media from social media or paid advertisements, you're really not going to have an effective market reach. You're really not going to truly engage with your customers unless you have a place of your own that that you can engage with them on, that you can continually and effectively reach them through. Um, So I wholeheartedly agree about building a platform. I think having a website and a mailing list are key for authors that want to not just sell a few books, but that really want to reach the audience that they deserve. I think that's the future of great authors and writers, as like you mentioned. That is really the future. Without that... You're just looking for one, one night stand for for audience, but if you're looking at the future and focus of really building people, then a uh, platform is the way to go. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Bernard, this has been such an inspiring and such an uh, information packed episode. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Before we sign off, can you share one final piece of advice for the listeners and tell us the best ways to get in touch with you? Okay, I'll, I'll retweet. I'll, I'll, I'll say this again to you: that find what works best for you, then maximize it, then use it. And the second, in quotable quotes, I'll say that you don't have to be great to get started. You must get started to be great. So whatever you desire to do, begin today. If you want to become a great author, just begin right away. And the third thing to do with speaking, writing as this, I'll leave you this word, act. Upon all that you've heard or you're going to hear, if you don't act, you didn't take action, it's void. And act, A-C-T, with that acronym, action that creates transformation. So it is your action transforming the lives as you're actually leading you where you want to go act now and if you want to contact contact with me you can visit my website at www.bkc.name and also you want to subscribe i'll send you free ebooks to is bernardkelvinclive.com 
visit bernardcalvinclive.com or go to iTunes and subscribe to my podcast, uh, weekly podcast, yes, it's for Bernard Kelvin Clive, and that will be it for you. I wish you all the best and success in all that you do. Great. Thank you so much, Bernard. Thanks for coming on the show and sharing your expertise, your wisdom, and most importantly, your passion with the listeners. Thanks, Chris. It's a pleasure. I treasure. I appreciate the time and also able to leverage this, your platform, to, to reach others, to inspire them. Thank you so much. Hey, Rebel Faction. Thank you for listening to today's show with Bernard Kelvin Clive. I always love talking to Bernard. His passion and enthusiasm are so inspiring. See what I meant about the title Chief Encouragement Officer? If you want to find out more about anything we talked about in this episode, including a full transcript of the show, check out IndieAuthorHelpDesk.com slash episode 3. Also, Rebel Faction, this is your show. So while there, feel free to leave us a comment and let us know if you have suggestions for interview content or future guests. Is there something you struggle with in the writing or publishing process? Something you are unsure of? Feel free to leave that in the comments as well, and we will answer your question on an upcoming show. Writer's Rebellion will be back next Thursday with another great episode. Until then, keep writing and keep rebelling. And at this time, I want to recommend my two latest books on Amazon. That is The No-Nonsense Guide to Personal Branding for Career Success. You could just Google the name Bennett Kelvin Clive or the title and also get a copy of the book if you want to become an author or you're writing a book or you need some guidelines in publishing. Get a book, Why Every Entrepreneur Must Write a Book. That is Why Every Entrepreneur Must Write a Book. Get a copy on Amazon today. The best is yours.